So welcome to another edition of Growing Your Influence Online. Uh, and I'm really delighted to have uh, one of my very good friends, uh, Sherrod uh, uh, Agwal. Agwal, isn't it? It's Agwal. That's that right. Yeah. Agwal, yeah. Uh, who's CEO and founder of Cybergear. And what he doesn't know about the future. I mean, you might as well have a crystal ball here, uh, Sherrod, shouldn't you? Because you've, uh, you were just telling me that you were at a futurist conference the other day uh, in, in Dubai. Um, so what we're talking, what I want to talk about is, you know, what does the future look like? Um, you, you're a futurist, you, you're, you, you know, you're in the tech space as well. And of course, a very successful B2B influencer, you know, you're, you've got a growing, uh, level of engagement on your social media platforms. Uh, so I, I definitely want to talk about these key subjects and, uh, but also want to bring it round to influence as well and to, um, what are some of the topics that people are engaging with? What, what you found has worked particularly well and why. Um, and then perhaps we'll just summarize with, um, with your thoughts into 2024, really. Grow your influence online with Gordon Glenister. Yeah, sure. So first, thanks for having me back uh, on your podcast. So delighted to be here. Uh, yeah, as I was telling you offline, uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be attending this Futurist Conference at the Museum of Future in Dubai about two weeks back, 1,500 futurists uh, descended in Dubai for three days. The conference was for two days, and then there was some brainstorming sessions. So uh, I call it TMI, too much information. <laughs> yeah, still <laughs> processing it. But yeah, it was uh, it was crazy and insane in many ways because there were quite a few outlandish ideas that can change the world and uh, basically... Um, you know, urging people uh, to look at the future with a fresh set of eyes. Uh, you, you, it's the future is not going to be what it used to be, right? It's going to be glaringly uh, different. It's going to be inclusive. It's going to be uh, very exciting. And what's exciting about the future? Uh, two things I want to highlight to you. One is um, with the coming in of Gen AI in the last one year, right? That's a proliferation. Everybody's talking about Gen AI. If you are not AI savvy, then you are history, period. So how is Gen AI going to change our future? Let me address that first. Today, you need to know coding to create a program, right? If you can't code, you cannot program. So what's going to be different with Gen AI in the future? And this is largely in my opinion, is that we are entering a zero-code or a no-code world, which means coders will be redundant. Programmers will be redundant in the future. Why? Because Gen AI is so smart, you can talk to it and it will do whatever you want. The world is coming to that. This is not there yet. Today, you cannot talk to a computer and it won't program everything. But look at, let's say, 18 months down the road, this is very likely to happen, which is good news for people who are not internet savvy or computer savvy, right? So Uh, you could be a CEO uh, with a very old school kind of mindset, and you can still be relevant because you can increase your productivity and the productivity of your organization. So that is one big thing that's going to happen, which is you can talk to your computer. And the second big thing that's going to happen is wearable devices, AI wearable devices, like the one that was launched recently, 
you must have read about it. It's called the AI pen from Humane uh, out of uh, Fritzko. So it's an AI pin, as it suggests. So it's uh, it's like a little device mm-hmm. you can pin to your jacket. You don't need mobile phones anymore because this doubles up as that. You can talk to anybody using this device. What? It costs only $699, less than an iPhone. $699 a pop. And it is a mini computer. It is AI powered. It has artificial intelligence. You can talk to how, it. How do you react to it? You don't, you don't have to press button, press your fingers. It just No, it, you just talk to it. It has a little sensor and a little camera built into it. And everything is on the cloud. So it has unlimited intelligence. It's like chat GPT, everything. Uh, you can carry everywhere, wherever you go. And well, this, have you got one? Have you got one? I, I have ordered one. It's only shipping in US. So I had to give a US address of a friend to get it. They're not shipping globally. Wow. As yet. Wow. But it's a matter of time, right? As I mean, once they start mass producing, they will ship all over the world. So this is not the future. This is now. This is today. Uh, right? Now, extend this to the future. All the Apples of the world, the Googles of the world, the Microsofts of the world are going to build on this concept and this platform. So today they've got their own operating system, something called Cosmos. Apple definitely will build its own and so will Google. So anybody... With a vision and deep pockets, it's a no-brainer. We'll get into wearable devices. So each one of us in tomorrow's world, just like we have, you know, iPods and uh, we are, you know, in a wireless world, AI pin will be commonplace. And today, maybe six ninety-nine dollars is still a lot of money. But just think, if it becomes ninety-nine dollars, right? Yeah, mass adoption will happen. Every villager and remotest of uh, Africa and India and Bangladesh and Sri Lanka will be able to phone it. They yeah. all have mobile phones anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. So are, th- are there any risks with, um, I mean, with technology, of course, one of the things that when we talk about AI, of course, is this deep fake, isn't it? Is this, yeah. uh, is the person uh, really saying that because it looks like it's coming from um, President Obama or from George Clooney or whatever? Um, yeah. Does that mean that it's going to mean? Um, that, did he really say that? Of course. Um, yeah. So you're, you're absolutely right, and that is uh, that is an issue. But that is something that can be addressed by technology. So there is this concept of transhumanism. Transhumanism basically, you know, is a belief that technology can solve any problem on the planet. So you have to be a believer. Now, I am a believer in transhumanism. So let's say there is a privacy problem with AI, right? My data may not be secure. Somebody else might take on my avatar, misrepresent me, etc. Absolutely. So now this can be solved by technology. So technology will build layers which will make this secure, hardware, software, etc. There will be uh, like double verification of people's identity. So you will have, let's say, a chip, which will have all information about you, your address, your passport number, your ID, whatever. So there will be ways that you can be verified. So I know, okay, Gordon is actually the one I'm looking at, the one who's making these statements, and it's not your uh, dummy or your avatar, right? Oh. So you mean like, like, we have with, is... like, like what we have with like Face ID for the phone? Right. 
Yeah, which is yeah, which, absolutely. Yeah. So this is a real problem, but then there'll be a real solution. Solution. So it's always that way. Whenever any new technology comes, there are the bad actors who are never on vacation, mm. and they, you know, uh, try and figure out ways how they can, uh, let's say, create scams or make quick money. So technology, it's a cat and mouse game. Always kind of takes care of it. So we don't have to worry too much about the flip side. We have to go with the flow, embrace the technology, start using it. The biggest limitation I find today in mass adoption is people don't embrace technology. They wait for it to mature or they wait for a sweet spot. No, you got to get into it now, start experimenting. Uh, and that's the only way you'll figure things out. Yeah. Well, also by early adopters, you know that in all markets, you can uh, you can capture market share, of course, in in anything. So that we know that if you're an AI speaker, uh, or you can somehow create <laughs> content around AI, you're more highly prized now uh, as to maybe some motivational speakers because it's that's the subject matter that people want to know about and know little about, other than what we've obviously seen through ChatGBT. So, so I absolutely get where you're coming from. Um, I mean, what about some of the other big trends in, um, you know, like electric vehicles and automation and stuff like that? What do you yeah, think I is going to happen there? So AI is going to impact every industry, every industry, right from space to retail. Uh, and I read, I think just day before, that McDonald's is going to use AI for making its French fries crisp. McDonald's. Really? But don't ask me how, because they didn't reveal that just as yet. <laughs> but I'm talking about the thought process, mm, yeah. right? the mindset. Yeah. Any I mean, company I mean, is thinking of how they can benefit from this. Yeah. I mean, as you think about retail, um, I mean, uh, when you think about people wanting to buy stuff online, everybody, you know, a, a good business can waste a lot of money on advertising and selling to the wrong audiences. Well, the more uh, understanding we've got about those behaviors, uh, people that have bought this, uh, and the willing, and effectively, it's a, it's a version of the Amazon model, isn't it? People that have bought this book would would might might more than likely have bought this book because they've got that data. Um, so I think with this uh, machine learning, we're going to get even richer, deeper insights, so that uh, you know we're we're hopefully going to get better brands that are suited more to to consumer segments, aren't we? And and advertising yeah. better and far, far more yeah, uh, targeted. Yeah, but to build on what you just said, uh, Amazon has gone the next level uh, in US at least. So we talk about e-commerce exploding, right? AI is going to further accelerate that adoption of e-commerce. So the next big thing is shipping products before they are ordered. Think about it. If I bought a computer last year from Amazon, they know I have a one-year-old computer. So what they can do is they can ship me a brand new one with an invoice, and I have the option either to keep it and pay for it or return that package. And guess what? 60% of the people who receive these new products kept them. Really? Wow. So you are shipping before people order because you can preempt their needs. Oh, very good. This is smart, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So this is the next level of, and that's that's more successful than the than the likely returns cost. Correct, that, correct, yeah. correct. And and just imagine your sales exploded just because you were smarter than your competition. Wow. So you have to think out of the box, new ways of creating uh, these amazing channels. And now with the you know we call it um, uh, this uh, what should I say the new economy. Right, old ways don't apply any. So you need to. I've said this many times. Like when you adopt Web three, it's not about technology; it's about a mindset. Mm, totally, totally. Yeah, it's so about mindset. adoption, adoption yeah. and power. Uh, Correct. And I, I think it's a really good point that you made. I mean, we we've obviously got joint interest in the metaverse and stuff like that, and uh, um, and and I think we understand how solvable some of those issues are within the types of clients that we would like to work with. But it's it's getting that buy-in into the individuals within senior leadership teams that are skeptical about tra- transformation and change. And, 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 and you get other companies that are particularly some of these innovators, don't we? These innovating companies, these tech startups that are, um, that don't have that sort of big ship mentality uh, that can um, be more agile and focused around those uh, those uh, those opportunities, but uh, yes, it's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's not about being big anymore. It's about how fast are you? Yeah, you know. So you have to be nimble. You have to move really fast, and therefore, a democratic organization uh, where uh, people have access to all the good information then you can make your moves. And I think uh, in the new creator economy, it's created a level playing field for all. So I don't have to be IBM to be getting good business. I can be smaller fry, but as long as I have the ideas and the value creation ability, I can use AI to, like for example, you know, uh, now why is AI going to be, let's say, so powerful in tomorrow's world because we won't have a five-day work week anymore. We are going to go into a three and a half or a four-day already. These yeah. conversations have started. Indeed, right? they are. Massive. Yeah. And, and it is happening. Some companies are already doing this as on a trial basis in many, Dubai. Many in the UK. Yeah, in Dubai also, you know, we have a telecom operator called Hitisana. They have started this experiment for four-day week. And they have made it mandatory for teams to uh, learn Gen AI tools very quickly. So if they increase their productivity, they can spend more uh, quality time with their family. Mm. Now, that's what I call thinking out of the box and creating a win-win solution for all. Mm. Right? So if employees are benefiting from this, it's good for the company as well. Yeah. Well, you get that work-life balance. And actually, if people enjoy what they do, um, yeah. and feel that they've got enough time to enjoy their their personal life, then they're going to be more committed. They're going to be, what you don't want is employees that are burnt out by the time they're 50, um, yeah. which is often the case, of course, isn't it? And that's why, you know, trying to find a job when you're uh, our age is difficult. <laughs> well, absolutely right. So, you, yeah, you have to find uh, new ways of doing business. And um, I think... Uh, uh, Gen AI tools have to be made mandatory right from the beginning in schools. So you yes. don't have to reach our age to be learning these. Uh, you grow up with these and it's already there. So I think all 
curriculums in schools, colleges, universities have to have a relook and uh, you know adopt these as part of curriculum so that people when they grow up, uh, they already know all this stuff. Mm, it's really, really important, isn't it? To be, to be. In, I mean, education is still uh, so important uh, and and a core, not not just for schools and universities. I mean, I'm thinking about that. Is there? I guess there are. Are, are there universities? There's going to be university degrees in AI, or they're or they're already up, probably. Yeah, yeah, they already are, and yeah. they are doing very well from what I hear. Yeah, uh, so many students are registering uh, for them, and then they become entrepreneurs, right? They don't have to go for another degree or two, three years of work experience. Yeah, they are able to generate businesses. And again, I read yesterday, uh, fresh people who've just done a four weeks GMAI course are making thirty thousand uh, dollars, creating some magic for people. They could be creating multilingual videos. Mm. Now I can create myself. There's a software called Agen, H-E-Y-G-E-N, Agen, right? There's a free version. There's a $20 per month subscription model, depending on how much sophistication you need. So if if we have just created a video now, Gordon, like we are creating, I can create for you the same video in 16 different languages. Wow. In a couple of hours. I love that. That's really cool, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I can and I should and I will. So you can reach out to the Chinese audience, to the Spanish audience, to the Russian audience, which right now you can't because English is not the language of choice for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just really just blows my mind with the, with the, (laughs) uh, I mean, you said you were sort of uh, uh, brain free frozen when you came away from this conference. I mean, even just this chat with you and I now, it it does make (laughs) you really think about what's possible. I mean, should, do you think um, content creators should be concerned? You know, there's a big strike, wasn't there, in Hollywood between script writers um, because, you know, at the end of the day, they were very concerned about AI pretty much, you know, it's like, for example, create a film script in yes. the tone of XYZ director or XYZ. So suddenly somebody could have recreated an entire film script based of, um, in the same way that kids have been doing essays and, and all sorts and getting high grades for it. Um, uh, do, do you think there are worries about, um, you know, obviously there's going to be jobs that are going to be replaced but as, you know, bringing it closer to home, content creators, which is sort of our sector per se, what do you, um, are you fearful of, of, of that? Yeah, so it cuts both ways, actually. See, the the people who should be worried are the ones who are not willing to learn AI. They shouldn't be terribly worried. They should be having sleepless nights because their jobs will go away. Mm. And... When I say this, I'm saying this after reading a lot, trying out a lot myself, and not just going by what people are saying. This is through personal experience. Even, you know, general content creators, bloggers, right, influencers, they need to learn AI like yesterday. And the good news is it's not rocket science. It's a matter of figuring out like my company, Cybergear, has created a document called 600 AI Tools. It's what? available for free to download at my website, cyber-gear.io. Go there and download this, and you will find so many productivity tools that can help you in your personal life, in your business life, and overall productivity. So take the initiative, download this document. 
Start reading. Try out a few download-free versions. If you like it, then these are all SaaS space. Nothing costs more than twenty dollars. Right? And just imagine how much income you can create. And let me give you my personal example because I believe in walking the talk. All right. I have downloaded a. I'm not going to name that software, but I have downloaded one AI software, and I pay twenty two dollars a month subscription which allows me to create personalized videos for my corporate clients. Now, here's the deal. I used to, in olden days, charge these clients $5,000 for creating a three-minute video, corporate video. And they used to happily pay because there's a lot of work involved in the old way of creating videos. Mm. Now, the deal I offer to them is I will give you three videos for $1,000 in three working days. And wow. they love it. And wow. they love it. What is my cost? $22. $22 and three hours. Wow. I don't tell them my, my time is three uh, hours. I probably deliver after three days just to justify probably the $1,000 they are investing with me. Yeah. But these are happy campers because they got it for a song. And hey, there's money to be made. So it's up to all of us, you know, like I said, to start using technology to monetize. Yeah. And it's not going to happen any other way. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes absolute sense, doesn't it? Wow, fascinating, isn't it? Really with what it's going. Um so what about the the biggest subject of the metaverse? What do you what's your thoughts around uh that because uh do you think this whole growth in AI has has taken the conversation away from the metaverse or do you think it's enabled it further? Yeah, so it definitely took away the conversation. There's no doubt about it. But when you look at it, AI will actually help in acceleration of mass adoption. So Metaverse on its own has lost the face, has lost the plot, largely because Meta took center stage because Facebook went big with it, right? Mm -hmm. They made the announcement, they renamed the company and started putting big money, billions of dollars. So people or this is the next big thing. And everybody jumped into it, including myself. Yeah. But now, with time, we are figuring out that what is Metaverse is not clear to a lot of people. Correct. What is this virtual thing? Do we have to wear specialized glasses? Is it something very complicated to use? How do we access it? What is the ROI of Metaverse? None of these questions were ever answered to anybody's satisfaction. Yeah. And this is true, right? This is what I hear every day from CEOs. Nobody understands. So mm. there was a study done in the US where surprisingly, they asked people, what is your understanding of Web3? Because Web3 is the umbrella under which Metaverse is one of the components. Right. 90% of the people had no clue about Web3. This is United States of America, which is supposedly the developed world where technology happens, where Silicon Valley exists, etc. 90% people had no clue. And the 10% who claimed to know Web3 did not know it right. What does it tell us? Nobody knows nothing about the metaverse. Yeah. So that... it got lost in translation. It got lost in definition. It got lost in uh, user uh, experiences. So it was just kind of uh, did not take off. Now, AI will accelerate adoption of metaverse how because there are tools that are available 
that we can use to create this immersive experience. So for one, Metaverse has to be renamed because Metaverse did not uh, convey the correct uh, experience that it was supposed to provide. So I think we have to rename Metaverse as something like immersive experiences. Okay, which is easier to understand. Yeah. Then immersive experiences means we can, like Superman, fly into different realms and get an overview of how things look from different floors, let's say, of a building, etc. And uh, it, this itself is very useful, isn't it? I mean, the fact that you can actually sell properties on the back of this this technology um, because you are, you know, you are almost you're it. They're, they're positioning you as you having bought it as you know that so they can change it accordingly to uh so i i think there are some great great benefits of it uh, yeah and even you know manufacturing has so many uh benefits because there is the digital print te- technology exactly I mean, you can see what a car would look like before you even designed it or manufactured it yeah right yeah. so and and if you see tesla for example right today Everything for Tesla happens online. You, the whole experience of buying a Tesla is online. You, you mm. may go to a dealer, but he will, end of the day, sit in front of a screen and ask you to book your order online. Mm. You have the- to do it yourself. You choose the color, you choose the size, you choose everything. I so- know. I know. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's just on that, um, you know, normally cars are sold at de- dealerships around cities and places like that. But uh, Tesla are are in shopping centers, you yeah. know, and you think that's so unusual. But everything about them is breaking the mold. Is is you know pushing the you know pushing the tree over, isn't it? It's it's, and that's what I think is great about new technology. Is you need to be brave and bold and innovative. But but it, when you get mass adoption, then you really start to see the impacts of of change. And I was going to ask you, Sharad, do you think? Uh, the COVID impact created a, I mean, we often say it said brought technology forward 10 years or so, and it created a shift in mindset about the power of, of these types of tools and things. Do you, do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I subscribe to that. I think it helped in the acceleration. People realize that, you know, everything has to be online. For example, today, yeah. even the smallest of grocery stores are selling online right? The kiosk is selling online. Mm. And we were talking uh, a few minutes back about these car dealers, etc. Yeah. Looking forward, in my opinion, all these middlemen, dealers, any dealer, it could be electronics dealer, will be out of business, just like the travel agents went out of business. Mm. Right? You and I, at least I don't go to a travel agent anymore for the last maybe 10 years. Everything is online. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Book your airline, your hotel, your car, everything online. Uh, Why would I need a travel agent? They are redundant. They um, are useless. Same uh, thing is going to happen with car dealers. And property. I need to go to a car dealer. And property, presumably, you know, being. No, absolutely. Yeah. All middlemen are going to be out of business because it's going to be in direct to consumer world. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we're seeing it with fashion. I mean, look at brands like. uh, Timu and Sheen, um, which have absolute monsters. I was at a retail conference the other day, and the 
the capitalization of Sheen is into billions of dollars. Uh, yeah, that's and, and, and and the reason for that is because they they would have been the supplier through various middle piece middlemen, and now of course uh, consumers can can buy direct. Um, and and they probably realise, my goodness, we've been paying so much more for our clothes. But that's yeah. because we've been filling the lines of, of of other retailers and shops and distributors through it. Yeah. And it's it's quite fascinating, actually. So B two B B two C is all going to be replaced by D two C, which is direct to consumer. Direct to consumer, of course. Yeah, that's definitely uh, the next big thing. And all businesses, when even startups. This is the question I ask them because one of the hats I wear right now is of an investor because I'm working for a VC firm as an advisor. So the first question I ask these startups is uh, uh, how do you scale your business, right? How do you go zero to 100 in six seconds like Tesla does, Mm. right? Tesla, by the way, beat even Porsche in a race head on. So you add uh, and... uh, uh, Elon Musk uh, recently tweeted, I think three days back or four days back. So there was this Tesla truck, the cyber truck that he's launching or launched other. And on the other lane, he had so the Tesla cyber truck was towing a Porsche. He had a Porsche on at the back, and on the other track was just the Porsche car, and they had a race, and Tesla beat the Porsche. Wow. All right, so. More power. I mean, this is possible if you if you dream it, if you work towards it. Three years back, none of us would have believed that an electric car could be more powerful than a you know traditional I, I gas know. I know it's incredible, isn't it? Oh my goodness, Sherald, I could talk to you for ages and ages and ages. <laughs> um, it's really lovely to have you uh, on the podcast. I really appreciate your time, your vision, your oh. opinions, your thoughts, and your enthusiasm for technology. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. You're gonna and keep in touch. All the best. You were listening to Grow Your Influence Online with Gordon Glenister, a Pod One production.